When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. We're so close to being done and we can go home for the weekend. It's one more thing. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Uh, but, uh, but I... I, I but, 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 uh, 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 but, but, uh, uh. <laughs> Some wow. say that's my finest work. That was, <laughs> yes, indeed. Sean stuttering and somebody works on the show yelling at him for it. A, a dark moment earlier on. It's a little staff on staff. Yeah. Was, you know, that was like old, uh, what's her face? Amy Klobuchar yelling at people. I won't have it around here. I, gotta, I will not have Oh, that was me. I got yeah, well, oh, my apologies. Indeed. I got a question about that, but first this. Um uh so we wouldn't do this on the regular radio show cuz it's uh, you know, yeah. you wouldn't. I might. I don't uh, even know what it is. Yeah, we could. We didn't. I'll just say that. Um it's a nail salon in Ohio and they wanted a name that would get inten- attention and they have a lot of good songs about Ohio. Uh, my city was gone. The uh, Pretenders. It's Rush Limbaugh's theme, which I'm sure thrills Christy, Chrissy Hind. Uh, John Hyatt and the Goners, All the Lilacs in Ohio. I love that song. Then you got Cuyahoga, R.E.M. Let's see, there are more. I know I'm, I'm missing out. So, oh, Ohio, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Unusual number of great songs about that state. Back to you, Jack. Gillian Welch. Oh, me, oh, my, look at Miss Ohio. Oh, Miss Ohio. Yeah. That's a cool song. It is a cool song. Um, So this is Ohio. They got a nail salon. They came up with the name Hand Jobs Nail and Spa. Hmm. In, in, in light of the recent story with uh, Robert <laughs> Kraft. Bit on the nose. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> she says, you don't want something that people don't remember or can't pronounce. You want something people remember. If you go in and get your nose done, it's called a nose job. Indeed. Well, you, go come on. And, you come and get your hands done, it's called a hand job. Clearly. Says the, says the owner of the hand job salon. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of guys coming in there. Hey, I need a, I get a, where do I get the hand job? What does it cost exactly? Um, <laughs> You're going to walk out with beautiful fingernails and be like, well, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would tell you, at least I'm buffed. <laughs> My cuticles uh, have never been better. So as the owner says, you can't buy this kind of advertising in less than a week. I think the whole country knows about us. Yeah. And the zoning board has not been able to come up with a particular reason why they can shut it down. It's not specifically indecent or obscene, but they're uh, they're having a zoning meeting on it next week. So. Now, a lot of West Coasters are already familiar with the uh, fact that the delicious uh, Vietnamese soup, uh, spelled P-H-O, is pronounced pho. And the number of Vietnamese places around the country named pho Q, the letter Q, too many to count, I guess. Are there really? <laughs> but there are quite a few, although some municipalities are forcing them to close now. And they do that on purpose? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, well, it's memorable. Same thing as hand job salon. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna forget right. that. Hey, Joe, what was that story you and Jack were talking about on the podcast about that salon with a funny name? Uh, I can't remember. Would never happen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. How far do we go with this, huh? 
Um, I don't even want to explore that tangent. It's so too brought, easy. You brought up this woman that's running for president. She's from uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. She's a senator from Minnesota. Amy Klobuchar. We don't elect senators, but they all think they should be president. Right. Um, uh, and the only knock on her seems to be uh, these stories that keep coming out that she's mean to her employees over the years. She's too tough a boss. Some people see that Demanding, as... Demanding. Hard. Cruel. Some people see that as sexism in that you don't call out guys who are that way, but because a woman is a tough boss, it's blah, blah, blah. I don't know. What sort of things has she done? Is she drawn and quartered anybody? Or? You know, it's funny. I just I just closed an article about that because I didn't find it particularly interesting. Yelling at people, belittling them allegedly for screwing up. Hmm. What's the matter with you? You're an idiot. You want to? We don't have idiots working here. You got to do a better job. But that's not a quote, by the way. It was just that sort of thing. Allegedly belittling people. I, you know, how many people <sighs> in high levels of government or business do you think belittle employees? Not enough. And and there is the question of what is over the top demanding in the modern world. I just had a conversation with about this with a friend. How about this? Have you ever been belittled that as an employee? Oh, yeah. Jeez. My early jobs, the the number of times I got yelled at. I've been called a dumbass. I mean, you know, stuff that would not fly today. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. But, uh, you know, I had to God, convers- I could get a child to do this. Yeah. yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chatting with a friend about this, and both of us, um, uh, well, you know, my attitudes about life and, 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 and work and responsibility and toughness and the rest of it are fairly well known, and, and his are very similar. And we were talking about even, even our kids will say stuff about, well, I'm not going to take that job because it's, you know, zappadabadoo. And it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. No, no, no. You don't get to not take a job just because it sounds unpleasant. They pay you. If it were fun, you'd go for free. <laughs> yes. and, and so I find myself wondering... You know, and, and, you know, obviously there are a lot of parents who can relate. We're doing our best, but, you know, we're battling the school system, the university system, popular culture, and the rest of it. If you got an intern, you're Amy Klobuchar, for instance, and you've got an intern or a low-level employee from a particularly snowflakey upbringing. And what if they are a dumbass? <laughs> well, there's that. What if it's an accurate diagnosis? But you got somebody particularly snowflakey, and you're in the go-go the high-pressure world of the capital. And, you know, you got to have that report on the chairman's desk by 10 a.m. or whatever. And then and, and you and you get mad and you yell or something. I could see the youngsters especially just going to pieces over that. So one of the examples that they listed, uh, uh, an aide was uh, hurrying to a flight that they were jumping on, at, uh, giving her a salad. He fumbled the plastic eating utensils before reaching the gate. The crew didn't have any forks on such a short flight. She was not pleased with this. Uh, berated the her aide, and then what happened after that? She pulled a comb from her bag, began eating the salad with that. You ate salad uh, with your own comb? Wow! Then handed Gross. the then handed the yes. comb to the aide and directed him to clean it, which I think you would do before eating the salad, but you know hygiene yeah. notwithstanding. So Made him clean a comb. Is that a felony in Minnesota? A class four misdemeanor. Certainly wasn't in his job description. No, I wouldn't stop it. I wouldn't oh. do that, but I you wouldn't clean a comb? No, I <laughs> you wouldn't. You hold it under the faucet. I wouldn't say you caused this problem, you clean this. I, w- I wouldn't do that. That so. is a little I almost used a term that's generally reserved for men. 
Um, that's 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 rough. You know, the one thing I heard when this story first emerged, because somebody's trying to get this narrative going, was that she would have personal assistants like pick up her dry cleaning and that sort of thing. And I'm thinking, you know, it, look, if you're my chief counsel or something, you know, you're my attorney or my chief of staff, maybe I don't have you do that, but... If I'm a senator and I don't have time to pick up my suit from the dry cleaner, one of my employees is going to do it. I don't. That's not demeaning. I've done far more demeaning things than that <laughs> yes. on the job over and over and over again. The boss doesn't have time. He's got to be in a meeting and he's got to have the suit for tomorrow. All right, I'll go. I don't understand why that's considered Or it's horrifying. just I'm on the clock and I'm getting paid and this is what you want me to do. Right. I, don't, I don't even see how it's even a question, really. Now, if I have like a Ph.D. in environmental science and I've been hired to study the effects of, you know, storm runoff on the watershed or something like that. Good work if you can get and it. And I'm... Well, it has a huge effect on the watershed. <laughs> <laughs> but... Then I suppose I might start to resent it, but... Then you'd leave and go somewhere else where well, they don't I, do that. Yeah, these are like pages and assistants and interns and stuff. I don't, it seems like a crock of crap narrative to me. I, I've been... Um, uh, I was reading a book the other day. I won't get bogged down in what it was, but it was... Moby uh, Dick? It Is it was. the one about the whale? Was, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it was Moby Dick. <laughs> um, but it was talking about the, uh, the, the, the schooling system in Great Britain, early 20th century. And I've come across a variety of stories where they talk about this. And it's just brutal. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. By by modern standards, just freaking brutal. And this is where the rich kids went, where the parents had money to get them into the, the they call them public schools. It's our version of private schools. And um, How does being raped and beaten sound? And Yeah. And this one particular example he, he talked about, and this guy went on to be in the military and thought he could handle anything after having graduated from this private school where he was beat, they encourage bullying, they encourage big kids beating on little kids, mm-hmm. they think it toughens them up, and all kinds of sexual abuse going on. And this one, um, uh, what do they call, they haven't been Harry Potter, the person that's in charge, headmaster, mm-hmm. the headmaster's wife would have two little kids get down on her hands and their hands and knees at nights, and she would use them as a footstool. That was part of the th- whole thing. Oh, how big geez. old gal I mean, how is this? weird is that? But anyway. I mean, if she's some skinny little thing, that's one thing. Right? And I don't like any of that. I find it sickening. And if you did that to my kid, I'd probably kill you. And, you know, I just I can't believe that existed. On the other hand, and Christopher Hitchens, who grew up in those kind of schools, journalist, he wrote a book talking about how bullying, buggering, and whatever else it was, um... Uh, how rough it was, but he actually says, as awful as it was, I think maybe we were a little better off. I think we were all a little tougher yeah. because of that. I wouldn't, no way I'm letting my kid do that. You do that to my kid, I'm killing you. But um, there's no doubt that the society was tougher then. Right, and needed to be. The, the, Something the output I talk of about that, all the you'd time, be a yeah. tougher person. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know, you know, drawing the line, I guess that's the whole thing. Where do you draw the line on this stuff? Finding the sweet spot. Yeah, and you and know my theory. clearly gone past the sweet spot, no yeah. doubt about it. That's what societies do. They veer back and forth to extremes. They pass the sweet spot briefly, have no idea they're in it, and keep moving in whatever direction. Hard times make for tough people. Tough people make for good times. Good times make for soft people. Soft people make for bad times. Tough times. So other of these examples seem to be clearly the fact that these are people who don't know how to handle criticism. Like, this doesn't seem so bad to me. When given a report off of some prep thing that she needed, she said to the, in, a, in a reply all email, which is another complaint that she, you know, embarrasses you in front of the, the other staff. This is hands down the worst thing you've ever given me. It's slop. 
Like that's that, that's just critiquing the work. But there was also another instance where she is known to throw office objects in frustration, Ooh. including binders and phones in the directions of aides, they said. In the directions. Yeah. That's some good writing right L- there. Low-level employees were asked to perform duties they described as demeaning, like washing your dishes or other cleaning. But Get another gig. But so this work is slop. This is terrible. Um, if you never had a single teacher ever say that to you because they don't do that anymore, right. and you never had a single boss ever say it to you, it'd be, and your parents didn't, it'd be pretty striking. You'd think, oh, oh my God. Now, right. I right. had plenty of teachers. Yep. I had teachers starting when I was a little kid say that to me because my work was slop. Um, <laughs> all the way through school, all the way through college, and all my bosses. So <laughs> if, if you said that to me, it Have wasn't... you ever considered writing better? <laughs> if somebody saying that to yeah. me wouldn't be quite as shocking to right. me. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely true. But that's, you know, back to the theme. We've moved into a very, very soft, coddly time because we have the luxury to. I'm not sure there's any resisting it. I think it might be like, you know, one of your uh, waves in physics, which I have never comprehended, but I understand once a wave gets to a certain point, it's going to decline because of the, you know, the, the forces at work. But have the adults gotten way too soft, too, I guess? Oh, yeah. The, the, absolutely. The... the, the public schools, which are private schools in England that I was talking about, all these, um, uh, you know, the upper crust, they went to these same schools. They didn't send their kids off there not knowing what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly what was going to happen and paid a lot of money and used a lot of influence to get their kids into those schools so it would happen. And I assume they loved their kids and weren't cruel people. Right. So if I understand you, what you're saying is Amy Klobuchar ought to actually beat her employees, <laughs> and then for, they would be tough. Use them for footstools. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps exploit them sexually, yeah. and that would turn uh, them into better, it, better aids. Interesting conversation. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, well, what are you going to do, huh? Well, I guess that's it. You didn't say that right. Come over here. I'm going to hit you with a stick. <laughs> when you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. 